The United States, like many other Western nations, has a history accented with great achievements that broke down barriers to the future. These same histories are also bloated with an array of human rights abuses that are lessons for the ages. Ranging from the egregious period of slavery and the triangle trade to the folly of modern relationships, one type of history that sticks out is that of Asian Americans. Last week, we explored the bad and the ugly the treatment of Asian Americans during World War II. Specifically, we discussed how the unexpected attack on Pearl Harbor led to unrestrained aggression from the American government on its Asian constituents, particularly through Executive Order 9066, which included the internment of all Japanese Americans, and how Japanese American immigrants made United States military history through the bravery and excellence of the 442nd Infantry Regiment. This week, we will explore the deep roots that Asian people have in this country as it relates to the significant events of severe mistreatment of these peoples. Today, we'll take a look at modern forces of discrimination and racism that have impacted our Asian American citizens, specifically within the halls of academia as it relates to school acceptance rates and standards. I'm Michael Popa, and this is Deep Roots. To truly understand the roots of modern discrimination against Asian Americans, we have to take a look at the taproot issue, legalized racism and discrimination against black Americans. Particularly, we need to look at when such discrimination was outlawed in 1964 when President Lyndon B. Johnson signed the Civil Rights Act. The Civil Rights Act tried to effectually end legalized racism in America by criminalizing Jim Crow-era laws and legislation in individual states, but it also guaranteed equal voting rights, later bolstered by the Voting Rights Act of 1965, prohibited discrimination in public facilities, broadened the duties and capacity of the Civil Rights Commission, and formed the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, banned discrimination by trade unions, employers, and schools, and ensured discrimination was not a component of distributing welfare and assistance program funds. While the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was monumental in its attempt to level the playing field, it left many questions unanswered, including that of how to address the dramatic disadvantage minorities, particularly black Americans, were starting from in this new equal world. To help address these worries, affirmative action was also formally embraced by the Johnson administration. That idea of quote-unquote affirmative action was still new and had only just made its first appearance under the prior Kennedy administration. Johnson, however, formally required all institutions of employment and organizations receiving federal aid to ban discrimination against race and ethnicity of its applicants with Executive Order 11246. The same principle of non-discrimination was extended to schools, specifically higher education campuses and the Supreme Court case regents of the University of California versus Bach. Alan Bach, a white student, applied to the University of California for two consecutive years but was denied admission both times, even though his grade point average and test scores were higher than all 16 of the minorities who were accepted. He presumed that his disqualification was due to his race, considering that the 16 admitted individuals held seats specifically set aside for minorities to fill as a retroactive solution to historical discrimination and admissions. The question before the court asked if this was a violation of the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause for school to apply an affirmative action program that resulted in box two consecutive disqualifications. The court made two decisions. One, schools and any government institution at that could not apply a racial quota system without violating the aforementioned Equal Protection Clause. But, secondly, schools and other government institutions could constitutionally consider race in admittance if it were one of several factors used and not the only one. The second component was further strengthened by another popular affirmative action Supreme Court case, Grutter v. Bollinger. Although this was a very lukewarm decision, insisting that race could not be a hard consideration for school admittance, although permitting it to be one of many considerations, it forever changed the meaning of affirmative action from not discriminating against race to discriminating in favor of minorities. Since then, much contention has arisen over its application and the harm it may be causing on top of the good it's done. In 2013, Harvard conducted an internal study where it was discovered that Asian Americans were being discriminated against in admissions. It was also noted by researchers that, despite the population of Asians in America tripling over the past half century, Harvard's Asian population only grew from 17% to 21%. 
noting that Asians only make up roughly 6% of the United States population. This study was followed by a lawsuit against the school in 2014 by a group called Students for Fair Admissions, a collective of mostly Asian students who claimed they were discriminated against during school admissions based solely on their race. While Harvard denies the allegations, it's not the only time the school, as well as others like Yale, Brown, and Princeton, have also been accused of such discrimination. A study conducted by researchers at Princeton concluded that affirmative action programs resulted in an average boost of 230 points for African Americans and 180 points for Hispanics, while Asians were penalized 50 points to equalize the playing field of admissions. The researchers stated that the purpose of the study was to quote-unquote quantify how much an applicant's race is worth using SAT scores as a benchmark, and also how preferences for different types of applicants exercised by admissions offices at elite universities influence the number and composition of admitted students. The case against Harvard is still actively being looked through at the U.S. Supreme Court. However, the case brought up by the previous administration's Department of Justice against Yale, arguing similar discrimination practices, was dropped once the new Biden administration took hold of office. Amongst many, including students for fair admissions, there is still a strong disliking for the affirmative action programs instituted at schools nationwide and action is still being sought out. I'm Michael Popa, and this is Deep Roots. Like what you heard? Make sure to like and subscribe and leave a five-star review if you want to hear more. You can find me on Instagram at michael.popaii. You can also find the Utah Statesman on Instagram and Twitter at Utah Statesman. Or you can pick up our newspapers on campus and online at utahstatesman.com. This show is brought to you by the Utah State University Student Media. Copyright Utah Statesman 2021.